This week on the Throncast, Mara has a revelation, Leia recruits Card to go to Wayland, and Sabioth is a creepy creeper who needs to die already. Grab your explosives and head into the mountain. It's time for the Throncast. Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture. The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the commander. The previous attacks were clumsy, but this one was swift, precise. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but their history. Philosophy. Art. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Hello, and welcome to the Throncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're discussing chapters 21 through 24 of The Last Command. Joining me on this legendary journey are my co-hosts, Brian. Hello. Matthew. Hello. Amanda. Hello. And Tyler. Hi. Welcome to our penultimate chapter discussion episode next week is our last discussion for the last command and we will have one final episode after that to give our final thoughts on the trilogy and also discuss season three of rebels and discuss theron as well i'm not sure when i'm actually getting a copy so we'll see if i have it read by then or not <laughs> I, I would like to but we'll see so yeah we are we are nearing the end of the Thrawn cast but not the end of the Thrawn cast we will tease <laughs> well, you well said <laughs> we, we will tease you on that later uh so news we got another short excerpt from Thrawn um this was is a little bit earlier uh than the previous excerpt that we had and i think it's it's probably like the first scene of the book um there was one little uh interesting bit uh from this excerpt that uh the long chis name mithra Naruto is back which I am very excited about because I learned how to spell Mithra Nerodo a long time ago, and I'm glad that uh, knowledge is still useful in my that life. That useless piece of <laughs> trivia is slightly useful again. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, how uh, how wide a net are we casting <laughs> around the word uh, useful? It's useful for, you know, trivi- hey. trivia. And- it's useful if you host Star Wars podcasts, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, I was about to fair, say. Fair point. I mean, <laughs> it's I think- useful if you spend lots of time and energy writing fan fiction and you don't want to have to look it up every time. When you uh, when you finally get to Vision of the Future, it'll be useful for you, Matthew. <laughs> Copy and paste will be useful for me. When I get to <laughs> well, there's a reason why his, his they call him Thrawn because yeah. right. <laughs> it's because he's he's a generous being and he you know he doesn't want to make everyone suffer by pronouncing his name. <laughs> I don't actually think that's it at all. No. He probably it just got sick of hearing humans butcher his name, so. Spoiler alert, someone told him to truncate his name. It's like Ellis Island. Yeah, <laughs> right? You're like, it you're going to serve this empire, you're going to It seriously is. Wow. Thrawn's uh, Wikipedia article is really long. <laughs> I'm just looking to see where the name Thrawn Erodo first appears and uh, I can't find it because it's really long. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, this week, also important, is the season finale of season three of Rebels, Zero Hour. and uh, 9 a.m. What? And I'm gonna be <laughs> high. Brian, what did I tell you? Oh, see, my my and mind went right to the uh, mid '90s DC Comics event that was a <laughs> uh, sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths. No. <laughs> yes, so uh, 
hopefully we will get to see Thrawn kick some ass this this week. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to our chapter discussions. Chapter 21 begins with Mara training with Luke. So I immediately say, I am here for this chapter. I I enjoy it. <laughs> I love this training scene. I love it. It, it, it is it's very so good. good. Uh, I love that she gets fed up and like snatches the target with the force and impales it. Yeah, so they are, he's basically like got a seed pod hovering and she's trying to predict its movements. And of course she can't because Luke is the one moving it. So he predicts when she's going to stab at it and then, you know, moves it around. And so finally she just gets fed up, grabs it with the force herself and then stabs it with the lightsaber. And then she's like, there, I did it. Thinking that Luke is going to be all mad about it. And he's like... No, that was good. Good job. You uh, split your concentration and you uh, demonstrated a fine uh, control of the force. And she's like, crap, I was trying to make you annoyed. <laughs> well, and then right. as as they're throwing the lightsaber back and forth using the force to grab it, she has this moment of, I can just turn it on while he's holding it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, could I, could I work something as small as a switch, which is a callback to the first book where Leia can't turn the lights on. Um, but then she's like, yeah, I could. No, I still need him. I can't murder him right now. Yeah. Uh, so I also like this part because Luke says something about how he never w- thought to use the point end of a lightsaber. Uh, and Mara's like, well, the emperor told me to use all my all the tools at my disposal. And when we finally see Palpatine using a lightsaber, he uh, does that exact same move. Uh, against stab, the Jedi Masters. Stab. Yeah, which, I mean, of course, that wasn't anything they took from the book, but it was just neat, like a neat coincidence how that how that worked oh, out. Oh, that's interesting. I, I totally never picked up on that. Yep. I, w- I was thinking just of Ray's very unorthodox, like sort of broad saber mm-hmm. style of, of fighting, you know, totally different thing, but just, you know, also not like your sort of traditional, like, you know, uh, whatever the the Japanese wooden sword fighting right. thing that lightsaber duels are based on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they are still being, quote unquote, stopped by uh, alien creatures that are still unidentified. They find a group of vines that's been cut and disguised. So they realize that they're getting help uh but don't understand what exactly is going on so later on at sundown the aliens arrive um luke luke senses them and so does mara and she's like is that from the first group and so yeah mara's better at it than luke yeah which i mean is makes sense because that was her special ability was being able to sense people and communicate with them so it, be, it makes sense that that would be the sort of thing that she excels in. So uh, the aliens arrive and surprise, it's the Nogri. <laughs> Were we surprised by this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first sure. time I read it. Yeah. I really had to remember <laughs> yeah. that detail. Tyler, were you surprised by this? Tyler's the um... <laughs> No, I'm listening. No, no, um, no, I was saying, were you surprised by this? <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought someone had said something um, no. else. Um, kind of? <laughs> um, like, I don't know, I I figured that they would come back in some way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I just I didn't expect it to be this exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... But I, I like it. Yeah, because so they um, they explain that I'm not going to try to pronounce the Nogri's name because no, the E something. Uh, but he explains that they sensed hostility from the consort of the Lady Vader uh, in uh, the in Lady Vader's uh, rooms. And they did not believe that he would accept their help. So they followed him, them into the planet uh, and they've been helping them uh, because the natives to wayland the minor ishi and the saddens or P- P- saddens i don't how do you say that with the S- 
silent p satan's i don't know like like psalm like just silent uh, p okay the minor issue and the sodans uh are wanting to confront them and the nogri have been uh keeping them from doing that so uh they um <laughs> this is where han tells them to stop with the consort of the lady vader nonsense <laughs> And Which, Lu- I'm sorry, I am going to call him that forever. It's my favorite. It's not what he wants, okay? <laughs> well, he needs to get over it. He married royalty. <laughs> um, so Luke suggests half laughing behind his hand, just like he did on Endor, because Luke is secretly a big troll. Uh, he suggests they call him Han Clan Solo. <laughs> And they're like, yes, that is a great name. Let's do it. Let's call you Han Clan Solo. (laughs) Of course, I want it to rhyme, so I want to say Han Clan Solo. (laughs) Am I the only one who does that? Yeah, you're the. That's only you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's literally you. (laughs) Well, fine. But what would you do for a Han Klondike bar (laughs) or Han Clam Solo? That's like a, I don't know, Star Wars themed dish. Um, so they summon Mara over with 3PO. Uh, she, of course, doesn't want to trust the Nogri because she knows they work for Thrawn. But the Nogri assure her that they work for Thrawn no longer. Uh, so they are, they, are, they are hip to the deception. Finally. They're in it. Yes. So they have They're a... They have a big meeting with 3PO as translator with lots of Ewok and Endor references. Like like constant Ewok yeah. and Endor. <laughs> because they're not just getting help from a short furry alien race. They're getting help from two alien races as they are already being helped by a murder race. Um, um, murder race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and these are... The the, diff- the similarity is that they don't speak basic. Yes, they don't like speak they're, basic. They're so primitive native races that don't speak basic. So they're all just like the Ewoks. They probably all look alike too. And they have to uh, depend on three PO to tell a story, just like on Endor. Just like on Endor. Just like on <laughs> there's Endor. only this one way to do this. This time there's there's no sound effects, thankfully. <laughs> I mean, there could have been. <laughs> Yeah, they just don't describe <laughs> so the sound effects. Three that PO, maybe that's why they put sound effects in all the audiobooks because they want it to be like three PO. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that doesn't make me like, like them, them anymore. anymore. That, that makes me like them even less. <laughs> that makes me now. The next time I listen to an audiobook, I'm gonna be angry. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. Like three PO. <laughs> So this is a nice scene for them to get a history of Wayland and do all the big info dumping without having it seem like info dump. Uh, They theorized that Sabiath was the guardian of the mountain uh, and that this was where Thrawn must have found Sabiath, which is obviously correct. The the guardian, he killed the guardian. Yeah, well, yeah, but they, 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 they mention that. They say that there was a guardian and then someone else came, so. Right, but then they're like. Right. I guess Abioth was the Jedi Master who killed the Guardian. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I'm just nitpicking. <laughs> That's okay. I forgive <laughs> you. Uh, but the- then I love that the thing that saves the mission at this point, because it's it's very clear going in that um these aliens might want the humans to leave. Yes. Um it's it the thing that winds up saving it is Han Solo and his big, powerful, throbbing heart. That yeah. Chewie is his friend and not his slave, and that is what saves the mission. <laughs> right. They do And I love that because that's something that's like super overlooked. He is he is very much the the inverse of the hooker with the heart of gold kind of character. <laughs> and he's always like, I'm in it for the money, I'm in it for myself, but that's not really true. No. And this is a great moment where his his depth and his sweetness turn out to be his more important characteristics. Yeah, so he, um, the because the, the aliens, of course, do not want to trust the humans because they've been screwed over by them before. Um, and when they see Chewbacca has a bow, has a bowcaster, they're like, "You let him have a weapon," 
And uh, they're like, yeah, he's our friend. He, every, all of us are armed. And then they realize, oh, yeah, the last Wookiees they probably saw were slaves. Um, and so this is when they're like, okay, we trust you. So we, we will, we will, you are now part of the tribe. <laughs> and Basically. bang the drums and have a party <laughs> or something. Although it's funny, the um, the Nogari like cutting down the vines and the whole we're preparing the path for you things feels very much like um, when your cat brings you <laughs> dead animals from outside because they think you can't feed yourself. Well, they are cats; they mew. So I guess that's <laughs> right. it's very much that that we don't think you can traverse this jungle on your own, Han Clan Solo. So yeah. we are going to clear a path for you. Yes. <laughs> So um, you're going to go to your death. It's going to be on the mountain, not on the way to the mountain. Yes. So we move on to the absolute creepiest scene in the entire trilogy. And I hate it so much. It's so good. (laughs) I had to make myself read it. This is like the the podcast version of that survivor gif where the women are in horror and the guy in the background is smiling. (laughs) (laughs) this is is the the live version of that it's the worst so it's the best this may be the creepiest scene in all of star wars lit yeah so savioth is isn't there bug sex at some point okay we're no no. (laughs) that's not creepy that's just gross it's both fair enough (laughs) i haven't read it so i don't know we'll get there have to take your word for that. Just wait. Just wait till we get there. No. <laughs> I'm excited. We'll talk about it. We'll have a whole episode. No. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Savioth being a creeper. Uh, they are. Oh, the scene is really good. Yeah. I mean, it is good, but it's it's horribly creepy. Uh, they are landing, uh, coming into Wayland on the Draclor, the, uh, the ship I really like the name of. And uh, Sabioth is basically taking over General Covell's mind uh, and replacing it with his. And they, he's like, it's basically like he has a he has a lobotomy. You know what it's like? It's like that scene at the end of the movie Hannibal, where Hannibal Lecter <laughs> feeds Ray Liotta his brain, and it's he's like what? And he's all acting all like, you know, lobotomized. That's what this is like. And that's why I don't like it. It's wrong. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's a it's good analogy. Wrong, but like, <laughs> but no, but I mean, you're right. I mean, it is like a lobotomy, and I mean, mm-hmm. it it's so it's so invasive and creepy because of that. Because I mean, like most times when you have in in fiction, I found like most possession, you know, stuff. Either, you know, the person's personality is just sort of like shoved aside. Right. And then depending on, you know, the universe or who's writing it, like they either are like sort of watching everything happen and helpless to stop it. Or they're just, you know, unconscious while somebody else is driving around their body here. Like it is like he's taking out, he's scooping out pieces of his brain Mm -hmm. and like piloting him remotely. Yeah. Um, but not leaving anything of, of him behind. And it's it's really unsettling. It's 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 good stuff. Yeah. So they he's basically like, you know, telling him what, you know, he's going to what what a couple is going to do and like basically kind of giving him orders you know, and and couple is like wants to follow the orders or that sounds great to him. Uh but they arrive well, on and the the best part of this is that like he, they're like having a conversation and like Savioth is is prompting him mm-hmm. his answers. So yeah. it's not even that like he's like scooping out his mind and then like driving him around somewhere else. He's just like doing it for the fun of it. Yeah. And like they're having a conversation. Basically Savioth is is having a conversation with himself. Right. Yeah. Um, Do you feel my loneliness? Ew. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super gross. And he's creepy. very much like the like a guy who wants to you know just basically control everything his wife does. You know, or, or oh my something god, like it's that. Jim, it's Jimmy Stewart and Vertigo. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so they this is this is going on, and then the contact is broken abruptly. Um, Sabioth is 
pissed off as hell, but he promises that he will come back to Kovel despite Thrawn's treachery. Um, yeah, this is so freaking creepy. So this is the first indication that something is about to go very wrong once they get to the mountain because the abrupt you know, break off of the force context can mean only one thing. And, you know, I was so creeped out that I didn't even catch that. (laughs) I had to wait until Thrawn was talking about it later. Yeah. To be like, oh, 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 damn, I missed that. Because I was so just like, it gave me the willy so hardcore that I I missed the literary intent of the scene. Mm -hmm. Well, and the writing here is really good in that, like, after the... uh the force goes away like because we're from Covell's point of view here like after the force goes away like the writing gets very like vague and unspecific because you know Covell you know there's so little of Covell left that he's sort of drifting away and like the way that Zahn represents that like with his language is is really good yeah so the next scene is my favorite from the entire book (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shockingly enough hashtag brand i'm yeah i'm sorry right. see mara hashtag not mara the dog has just jumped up on me she is agreeing with me about the scene you like the scene because <laughs> it's about you yes it's about you you're you are much sweeter than mara jane though <laughs> so what you're saying is that luke had a child with the dog <laughs> yes and they were named after the dog <laughs> I don't okay. know. Just, just one, just named after the dog. Y'all <laughs> oh named after the dog. <laughs> Your name is Ben. We named the dog Kylo. Oh. 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 That's good. Well played. <laughs> so Mara, they they are um about to you know bed down for the night, uh, and Mara takes the last watch because she doesn't trust Anogri. Uh, so she has a conversation with one of them and I was I was looking to note the Nogri's name because I didn't want to be the speciesist um, who didn't call right call them by their names because I can't pronounce them. But, but it, that's Mara actually it never says the Nogri's name. It's just the Nogri. So Mara, stop being a speciesist. <laughs> Learn Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. <laughs> she's ex-imperial. Yeah, you know, she is. Yeah, unlearning old habits. <laughs> yeah, she'll get better. So, um, she has a conversation with one of the Nogri and says, "Like, oh, so you realize Theron was playing you?" He says that when a time is right, the Nogri will turn against their enslavers. And Mara's like, "All right, sure." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they talk about, you know whether or not this whole thing is going to work and he's uh sure that it is because with the son of vader's help the strike team will succeed in destroying the clone cloning facility and then we have the exchange that i love uh she's like who is the son of vader you're expecting to show up and help us the son of vader is already with you you serve him as do we you mean Skywalker? It's my favorite scene! And Mara has a big revelation about the Emperor's motivations and everything in her life has changed in a span of a few heartbeats, because that's one of Timothy Zahn's favorite <laughs> favorite turns of phrase. It's fantastic, but stuff. I do wonder mm-hmm. how she missed every time Leia has been referred to as the Lady Vader. I don't think they... She, she didn't she has never She has never heard it. She has never like, been around. Not even a minute ago when they were calling Han the consort of Lady Vader. She like, was she was not there. I just I find it odd that she has missed every reference. I mean it's it I, could happen. No, I I, pa- I paid it, I paid attention to it. She was not there when they were having that conversation. She was bringing 3PO over. And once she brought 3PO over, they were done. They didn't say okay. anything about it. I paid attention to it because Timothy Zahn is a craft. <laughs> and her only like conversations with Leia, mm-hmm. her only like scenes where Leia was in the same room as her, like mm-hmm. the, it was all one on one because like Leia had to yeah. like leave her bodyguards outside because Mara was under house arrest or whatever. And um, also important when she has the conversation with Luke earlier, uh, and Luke told Mara how Palpatine died. 
he never said, you know, that Vader was his father, which is a very important piece of information uh, that would have changed a lot, obviously, as it does right now. Um, but at this point of time, people didn't really know that. That wasn't a thing that people knew. And that was one of the things I really disliked about Legends was that it just kind of it 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 just became a thing that people knew as the prequels were coming out and all of a sudden everyone just knew that they were related and that uh vader was anakin um whereas now we have bloodline and where that's a huge plot point which i appreciate but yes yeah. um i i love the scene so much and i love that it it basically is all the little chinks in the armor that have been happening over the the three books. This is like the final one. <laughs> this is like she she realizes why Palpatine wanted Vader to or wanted her to kill Luke so badly and that it was all revenge and it was, you know, always him and not her. <sighs> <laughs> So yes, this is one of the, the eleven conversations in which they fall in love, even though they're Luke is. isn't even in the well. He is in the conversation later, but yeah. Oh, but the 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 next time they have a conversation, it's adorable. Yeah, because I, I feel like because Sabioth, I, I can feel her heart growing three sizes at the end of the next conversation. Yeah, because Sabioth is a big jerk and has to break into the moment by being all creepy and being like you're gonna come kneel at my feet and you will be my servant and apprentice and wah ha 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 uh so luke is luke senses this as he's asleep and wakes up and is like yeah i we're we're gonna have to face sabioth we don't like it but we're gonna have to um which which brings me to an important question how was he able to do that if they'd been cut off from the Salamiri. Well, it takes place when he's in the ship with Cobble. I mean, it's, the scene overlaps. Because mm-hmm. isn't like some of the dialogue the same? I don't... Is it? Yeah, yeah the di- it is exactly the same. Oh, yeah, I okay. got the impression that while he was talking with Cobble, he was sort of multitasking and also talking with Mara. Okay. Yeah, when he does the whole, she will kneel at my feet or whatever, that's the, the, the dialogue's exactly the same. Okay. Right. Because, yeah, because I was very... I was very confused that I'm like, is this happening in the right place? But okay, now I get it. He was doing that thing where he goes back. I get it. Parallel action. Yes. That thing he does. That thing he does. You advanced literary technique. (laughs) When you when you uh, read as many Zon books as I do, you will find his quirks very quickly. Point in a span of a few heartbeats, the way he ends sentences with a dash with a and then uh goes with and then suddenly <laughs> dropping the hammer yeah you're all you're gonna you're gonna come up come upon them so moving on to chapter two uh pelion and thrawn receive a report from C- colonel Seelid on uh wayland about general Covel being found dead uh he reports Seelid reports that the general's troops had dispersed outside the mountain uh when he died and they're they're still they're still uh, disappeared. There's only a few of them that they have in the mountain. Um, um, the fact that the general's cause of death was that his brain just stopped working. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. It just stopped working. Ew. Yeah. So um, while they're waiting, so so Thrawn is like, connect me to Sabioth, please. <laughs> <laughs> Operator, can you please put him on the line? <laughs> <laughs> Sabioth to the white courtesy phone. Sabioth to the white courtesy phone. Shouldn't it be black in the Empire or something? I don't know. So uh, no, all the uh, all the non courtesy phones are black. <laughs> yeah. So Thrawn and Pelion theorize that Sabioth caused Covel's death by taking over his mind. When they reached the Salamiri bubble, there wasn't enough left for Covel to keep going, which. How freaking creepy is that? So creepy. Yeah. His his mi- mind was just an empty shell. That's so wrong. Uh, and so- I like that Thrawn figures it out because he's like, um, brains don't just stop working like that. Yeah. 
That's not how any of this works. Well, and it makes sense because that's exactly what what uh, Sabiath has been referring to all this time is that this that's true power as far as he's concerned is controlling people's minds. Um, he needs to fall off the mountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like uh, like the evil witch from Snow White. <laughs> yes. Or or down a reactor tube yes. or take a long walk off a short pier or yes. something. So um Savioth comes on the get fridged. So Savioth the Jedi Master. Yes. So Savioth comes on the phone using the Emperor's personal hologram setting. This which me which is apparently the big, you know, the big setting from the Empire Strikes Back. The big evil face. Yeah. <laughs> which is so funny. It's uh, so funny. It's so him too. I'm so and glad love, that I'm not the only one who finds this hilarious. Yeah. I love the idea of him just like scrolling through the settings and then there's the <laughs> Emperor's personal setting yeah. and he tries giant it. Giant like, head. Yeah, it's very <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Like wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, so, uh, I also love that Thrawn is just like totally nonplussed by this. Yes. Like right. he knows like what he's surprised. trying to do. Um, Sabioth, of course, is like Kavul was with was mine to do as I pleased, uh, and that's all Thrawn needs to know. He's like, "All right, thanks, dude." And he hangs up the phone, <laughs> and then Peace. he uh, orders Selid to place Thrawn or to place Sabioth under arrest in the royal chambers in the Emperor's throne room. None of Kavul's troops are allowed back in the mountain, um, and. Then Thrawn suggests to Paleon that after this is all over, they can clone Sabioth. And because Thrawn apparently <laughs> has some kind of blind spot where Sabioth is concerned, yes, and can't learn his lessons. Like no. this guy is so smart, but this this like this one like thing, like he can't. I mean, I know it's plot driven but it drives me and i mean maybe that's why it drives me up the wall because yeah. like he's so smart well but like it drives just, paleon has, up like, the wall too yeah well, like any other muggle he has an <laughs> unclear understanding of the force and i think that's his thing is he sees this power that can be a weapon that can be a better than a sensor dish um but he doesn't understand it so so if this Sabioth clearly didn't work out, but if he can grow himself a new one, <laughs> perhaps he can have more command Slower. over. The force. So... But now we're talking about a clone of a clone. Yeah, like at some point, like the Xerox just breaks it's down. It's like and multiplicity, all you get is, like, black and white. <laughs> exactly, bushes. you know, a copy of a copy isn't quite as yeah, sharp as the original. You know, when you copy I mean, a VHS enough times, it just degrades into static <laughs> by like the twelfth iteration. Same thing I, here. I don't like know our what... copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I have no idea what you're referring to, but um, I mean, <laughs> oh soon God, his name children. is going to be soon his name's going to be Jorus. <laughs> if we uh, if we assume that the vowel doubles every yeah. time you clone, God. which I do. <laughs> but yeah, I I think this is so as I love that Paleon gets really mad and he's like he'd yeah, warned Thrawn like about what Sabioth might do had warned him over and over again and this is like the only time he's ever shows I mean he's doubted Thrawn before but and always been proven wrong but this is like the only time when he he stays mad like and he's like you know he he won't be sweet talked out of out of this <laughs> he's like I warned it's you like like, this is dumb. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to get us all killed. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so then there's a little exchange, which as I was reading, I went, oh, my God. And Brian can attest because he was there when I was reading it. Can confirm. <laughs> was I in the, were we, was, were we, I think I was in the, we were in the pool that day. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And Brian's like, what? What happened? What's going on? I was very excited. Uh, so Thrawn says that he would set up a cloning facility on one of the unknown region worlds where he uh, used to serve the Empire. Um, after this, they set a course for Bill Bringy for the uh, for the attack. But but that whole like offhand reference of the cloning facility, 
I'm like, uh, he's a lying liar who lies and already has one. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I was like, and then I had to like go look up, go ask uh, my friends. I'm like, when was all this stuff set up? Because um, in Vision of the Future and the Spectre of the Past, that this is this comes into play. All his his old uh, his old uh, stuff in the unknown regions. So yeah, well, and that's let me tell you now. how much like yes. I don't even remember that about those books because I knew where the Luke and Mara relationship was going. <laughs> so I literally read them just looking for hints that they were falling in love. Well, that's where they are. They're I don't on remember Nirwan. anything else. <laughs> They're on Nero one. That's, <laughs> that's the did, base. That, that's what they, I mean, they mentioned that in, I guess we're out of the spoiler bubble for Empire's End. They they mentioned Thrawn in Empire's End, right? As being yes. in the Unknown Regions? Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I just wanted yeah, to make no, sure it I, did, I mean, they, they misremembered that. They kept that, yeah. So they, they kept that. But yeah, this- well, and I, I confuse the unknown regions and wild space a lot too. So yeah, don't do that. It's not the same place. I no. I know it's not <laughs> like North Carolina and South Carolina are not one entity. I don't know what the difference is, but I know that they're different. <laughs> <laughs> same with North Carolina and South Carolina. Well, I believe like I think now in canon they are setting up on un- the unknown regions to be this place where people can't get to uh, and right. can't There's travel through. Like- there's a bunch of which, gravimetric nonsense in the way. Which was similar in Legends because um, the the Chiss w- were uh, kept isolated for so long because they were, were their home planet was in a in a place or you had to go through a place called the Chiss Readout or re- I don't know how you pronounce it, but it was basically you had to like do a series of jumps in a specific way. And it was very dangerous to get through, and you basically had to have someone lead you through, and so that's why they, okay, were, so they were hidden for so long. Two questions. Though. Yes. Um, one is the uh, frick. What's the um, <laughs> um, Zeb's people? The Lasat. What are they called? The Lasat. Is yeah. that in the unknown regions? Their, I don't know. I don't. Homeworld. I don't know. I don't know if they've said. Okay, but that and then would be second interesting. Question. The Maw, which shows yes. up in uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy, is yes. that like on the edge of that, mm, or is that just no? I think no. that's just a black. That's just a black hole cluster. Okay, okay, those are my questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. The, you'll you'll learn all about the Maw later mm-hmm. on. Oh no! I I I I've read those books a couple times. I remember yeah. them. I just didn't know if like geographically, spatiographically, <laughs> if they were like at, supposed to be like at the edge of that or something. No, it's I like, Kessel, like out near Kessel is Kessel, yeah, Kessel is near there. Um, <laughs> right, no, <laughs> like all the that. things I know off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so That's part of why the Kessel Run is measured in parsecs. Yes, right. No, I remember that. I remember that rather clumsy attempt to uh retcon george thanks kevin j anderson (laughs) so it was the best anyone could have done it didn't make it better (laughs) so yeah that's uh so that's that's some neat uh empire of the hand foreshadowing there and you'll learn you'll learn that more later on yes that's what it's called we'll get there guys we'll get there so uh next we run into wedge and not only Wedge, but Jansen and Hobby. Who I mean, who the, have, the unholy trinity is out drinking, and I love it. Yeah, they have uh, Jansen and Hobby have not been named before. This is their first first naming uh, because Wedge needed some buddies, so he uh, Zon picked the two people who are named in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Going to say they're they're the Empire guys, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, they're at a cantina on Tangreen as part of Durland's decoy team. They run into Aves, uh, who said, who is like, Hey, you picked up an Imperial spy. We got him off. You, uh, want to help us? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Wedge is like, uh, thanks. That was the point. Um, but, um, they, they're, they're basically like, hey, we're going to pull off a job. Can you keep the Empire busy? <laughs> and uh, Wedge is like, 
sure uh why not i it's classified and then he's like if you don't hear from me in 28 hours don't expect to which is well and as sly as wedge antilles can be (laughs) he's precious and sincere yes um i just love that aves is like well we're going after this thing and wedge is like you're doing what he's like oh not the same one you're going after like, yeah. Oh, obviously, you know all about. And so Wedge is like excited that everybody has figured out what their quote unquote mission is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know how we were supposed to not be. Yeah, we, we did good with the not being quiet <laughs> about it. Everybody knows what we're supposed to be going after. Yeah. I love this line. Uh, good old Jansen, just the angle he's been searching for. Because uh, if you know uh, Wedge's relationship with Jansen, I don't think he's saying good old Jansen many times. <laughs> he's more like F you, Jansen. Shut up, Jansen. Um, I think the only Go other hell, time Jansen. he would say good old Jansen is, is when he's in bad need of a swig of whiskey and no one else is around or you, or, or, you know jansen's around to snipe someone off his back or, or I, i'm pretty sure he does say it sarcastically all the time oh yeah definitely right. or or yeah and it definitely in fanon west is the one that keeps a, a flask underneath his seat in his x-wing <laughs> yes uh so we move on to uh oh wait brian was jansen or hobby the one who was supposed to be dead uh marvel comic originally had jansen is dead ah although at some point they also thought hobby was dead because mm-hmm. hobby did get shot down yes at Hawk. he did yeah uh but yeah there was a marvel comic that po- that uh showed jansen dying on hoth that's you mean so... old school marvel yeah old 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 marvel comic so non-canon marvel Deltrons, bitches. Deltrons. Jackson Jackson Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, that Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) So we move on to chapter 23. Leia is doing research. Uh, Jason wakes up and makes a serious effort to study his fingers, which I thought was a very cute uh, description. Um, So Winter comes in and they discuss the asteroids. Um, They found 21 of them. Um, and then the Empire destroyed one because they didn't want the rebels to get their hands on them. So they've so they've they know they've definitely cleared out 22 asteroids. Um, and Bell Iblis is suggesting that, you know, that they've taken care of all of them because they haven't found one in a while. Um, but Leia can't see the Empire doing uh, going through the cloaking shield and and going through all of that for anything less than 70 cloaked asteroids. Which, as we know, is incorrect. <laughs> uh, she then gets a message that the wild card is trying to contact her. Uh, card wants to land, but of course that's not possible with the shield up. He instructs her to get Ghent to encrypt the conversation, which she does. And then they discuss what happened to Mara. And she also admits that he can't land because Coruscant is under siege. Um, and Card is like... Um, I can give you some information. You, um, how many asteroids have you gotten? And she's like, 21, and then they destroyed one. He's like, yeah, you got all the asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, huh? And he says, yeah, we, uh, we stumbled upon them getting the asteroids ready, and there we counted 22 of them. Um, so uh, then he's like, so I appreciate that card was there to witness asteroid kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> and he counted. He thought to count. Of course he did. It's, it was weird. Because information. It was weird. He has to he has to know that for future reference. It's, um, it's one of those things that had card not been set up as information guy mm-hmm. from day one or had it been any other character. It would have been like, really? Really? Yeah. He sat there while the Empire was there and counted the asteroids. But with Card, like, it's not even a surprise. No. Of course he counted them. Of course he did. So um, he's like, yeah, I'll take my chances. Uh, put, take the shield down. Um, they they talk more about Mara being arrested. Card wants to speak with her because she must be feeling like Card had on the Chimera when he was kidnapped. And this 
leads to Leia having the flash of insight she's been waiting for um, and agrees to take the shield down to talk and let him land. Um, after he does land, or she then says, uh, tells Winter she knows how, um, or uh, not Winter, I think it was Belle Idlis she was talking to, um, yeah. says that she knows how Thrawn is growing the clone so quickly. Uh, he, there, there's some like sort of techie techno babble about how the, the clones are, are grown and there's like a resonating with the force um yeah, it's more it's more woo woo than yeah. techno babble <laughs> yeah it's very much like it's a like, star wars version of techno babble <laughs> it's it's necromancy it's like the it, it's almost saying that the clones sort of want to develop a soul like they yeah. want to develop their own independent connection to the force but mm-hmm. doing that while they're actually being grown and imprinted as something yeah makes them crazy yeah so not letting them connect to the force is the answer. Yeah. So they are it's very something I would have come up with for like a shadow run campaign. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Thrawn is he he must be blocking them uh, with the Salamiri. Um, and Mara told her that Thrawn was taking all the Salamiri from Merker, which is the thing that Mara told her. Um but Luke had no problem using the Force while rescuing Card, which is some- the something that Luke did, which means they must have brought all the Salamiri to someplace else, that being Wayland and the cloning facility. And this means that Luke and Mar will be without the Force as they're trying to go up against Sabioth. This was such a great, like, holy shit moment. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Not just for, like, Leia's, like, detective work there not really detective work, but like deductive reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like the, the idea that like the Salamiri like can make the clones grow faster because of the woo woo connection is just like, it's, I call it woo woo, but like it's, I'm impressed. Like it's, yeah. it's really, it's really cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. And it, and it makes you wonder like for Sabioth, like is the, the fact that there was no uh, Salamiri around while he was being, grown uh contributing to the fact that he is that way or is it because of what happens when you clone a force user um there's a lot i don't want to find out yeah i don't want to know just just, just stop it i don't want to know yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh card arrives uh leia says that mara is not there uh she's gone to wayland and is like hey uh take me there <laughs> Card doesn't very much like um a moment in New Canon actually. It super duper reminds me of New Canon yes. when she's like I'm going to rescue my husband. Yes. Uh so Card does not want to abandon his own raid um and is like I I can't go and he says I have no particular feelings for Mara. She's a member of my organization, nothing more. And my response and- to that was LOL okay. <laughs> And Leia's response is to call his bluff and be like, but that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, shit, you got me there. Okay. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but it's going to cost you. Yeah. Well, uh, surprise, Thalia is eavesdropping because he's a terrible bothan. Um, he, but he. Racist. I, no, I didn't say bothans are terrible. I said he is a terrible bothan because he's a bothan. I don't know about other bothans. <laughs> he's a bothan i can't say a terrible human being that would be racist <laughs> it's a terrible Although person at, yeah. at, at one point han solo refers to jabba as a lovely human being yes but that was that adorable was stupid <laughs> oh no it's in the special edition i know it's Not stupid special editions are canon it's no. stupid <laughs> whatever it is it's dumb it's super dumb <laughs> So, Phalia wants Jabba card. would never let Han step on him. <laughs> Matthew! <laughs> so, Phalia wants Card to go to Wayland. Um, because, of course, as we know, there's something very damaging to the Bothans that has to be destroyed. Um, card senses all of this and demands 70,000 credits. And Phalia reluctantly agrees. Again, Card insists to Leia that he's going to Wayland only because it suits his purposes, not because of the war. Because 
Card is the person who doth protest too much on everything in this freaking book. Yeah, he's admitted it to himself at least, but he still can't admit it to anybody else. No. <laughs> so chapter 24 begins with the strike team arriving at the mountain. They see some of the Saddens or whatever you say their name in the village holding a data pad. And it, this is confusing because they don't use data pads. So where did they get that and what's going on? Uh, Luke realizes that the mountain is quote unquote dark, but wants to go ahead with the plan anyway, because they've already come this far. Um, and then he, it's a good thing he taught Mar all that four stuff, huh? Because, uh, and Luke, not gonna help. Uh, yeah, Han even says that. <laughs> um, we move on to Aves and the smugglers at Bill Bringy, ready to start their raid. Gillespie wants to know where Card is. Aves assures him that Card is not abandoning him, or not abandoning them, because uh, there's still a little, you know, lingering suspicion there. And I need to call out two of the ship names and give Timothy Zahn 50 demerits for each of them. Uh, the first one is the Lashtree's Ort, and the second one is the Amanda Fallow. And I would like to throw things at Timothy Zahn and go, boo! I don't know. I think Last Resort is hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you just get that, Matthew? Yeah. <laughs> After ships called the Either Way and the Wild Card and Matthew, all I think of my the ship names are derby names. They're all puns. I think my Wait, favorite part of this podcast is increasingly becoming Matthew getting angry at puns. <laughs> I know, Wait, it's a, so ironic. I don't get Amanda Fallow, though. Amanda, Amanda Fallow? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy's uh. on. Fight me. <laughs> how Fight do you me, not, IRL. How do you not get that, Matthew? Well, we know where he's going to be in less than a month, so if you really <laughs> want to uh. get into a fist no. of cops. I am not going to be at Celebration, Timothy Zahn. You, you need not worry. I will not uh, engage in fisticuffs. <laughs> You're just but, jealous. Uh, no, I'm jealous of the planting thing last time. These <laughs> these are just annoying. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I like I like Last Resort. Uh, Amanda Fallow makes me angry. Yeah, though. Amanda. Yeah, like, I, I could have dealt with the Last Resort, but Amanda Fallow, I was like, oh, my God, did you let your kid name that ship? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like uh but yeah um this is his thing that he does and um yeah so uh we got a lot of uh inner inner uh inner mixing scenes in this chapter the rogues en route to bill bringy uh paleon still doesn't believe theron about bill bringy uh and then I we think he'd like like have a little faith at this point <laughs> well he's still mad about the Sabiath thing that's what Which, I, I mean I think. granted like he should be but like yeah, as far as a, like that's not an unreasonable grudge to be holding at this no. point as far as like non-Sabiath tactics go like he should he should have it in his head by now that Thrawn knows what he's doing yeah yeah so um, then we get back to the strike team that is reaching the air intakes, the 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 back door, huh? <laughs> for the for uh, this mountain, uh, it's just like Endor, guys. Again, yes, it There's reminds us Han of the bunker. I mean, because that's what happens. Everything reminds him of Endor, and everything reminds him of Ewoks, and yeah. Han only has like. 12 points of reference for anything and they all just <laughs> happen to take place in the original trilogy. Yeah, and hey, just, just his saying... Nam flashbacks now. <laughs> Han's experience on Endor was profound. All right. Yes. So he well, goes there a lot. It's also, you know, you know, relevant to point out that this was the first book so of course we're referencing Endor because that's what everyone knows. Also, it's important because of the Mara thing. So, yeah. Have, having it remember, having are the heroes remember Endor all the time, of course, makes you think that Mara is remembering it and not doing well. Her profound experience of Endor was the opposite. Yes. <laughs> it's bad. Bad. Yeah. Um, so 
um mar then there's a really touching exchange where mara makes luke promise not to let her go over to sabi side. oh my god she like grabs him yeah she grabs she his arm and she's like grabs hold of his hand and she's like don't let this happen to me and it's precious yeah and then basically she's like do what you have to do don't let me do it so basically saying kill me before you i i serve him he and he won't he won't he won't agree because to he's it. luke he won't agree to kill her in cold blood but he Bless does his precious heart i know but he does promise that she won't have to face sabiath alone to which her, together mara to which her reply is what if you're already dead uh and then and he thinks she's referencing the fact that she still plans to murder him but she could also be saying what if sabiath kills you first yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't go there he's like yeah. you don't have to kill yeah he's like you don't have to do it and she's like i know that but that doesn't make it any easier to ignore the voice in my head which i mean fair <laughs> And yeah, also, a voice in your head can be pretty compelling, right? Like, I, I mean, for as much as like people joke around about, oh, you know, sort of Sam dog made him do it, or you know, and that like that sort of thing. Like, we we see her point of view. Like, she, he's she's getting this all the time, and especially at certain points where you know it's the anniversary of endor and, so, and sort of thing and now with being around luke all the time it's it's getting amped up and it's like she doesn't want to kill luke but how else is she going to move on and live her life if yeah, i mean that she last chapter shut up the voice yeah that last chapter before uh sabioth cut in like it was really ramping up it was like yeah and she's the whole time she's like no 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 but and she doesn't know. She's like, I have other plans for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sexy plans. <laughs> Filthy. You know, when when she grabs his hand, I was like, when we touched, he didn't shudder at my paw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How okay, did, that's I, mad had that I was Thank you. able Thank to you. I be a part that. of this? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Tyler. What a timely reference, Matthew. <laughs> what a timely Brian said what a timely reference oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> there may be something there that wasn't there before <laughs> okay well um I, think I you hear the that karaoke point in the happening <laughs> oh did you find a Beauty and the Beast inspired fanfic Tyler <laughs> oh 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 give me give me a second <laughs> A Beauty and the Beast, Luke you. and Mara retelling. Um, I'm not yeah, three minutes and eight seconds. I bet there is one. I'm not asking this for my own purposes. I swear. Look, no, I don't know. Uh, I'll see really what I can find. A Beauty and the Beast related tweet that I retweeted the other day that I can't repeat on a PG-13 right? podcast. God. <laughs> well, because Luke is so bell, right? He opens up in A New Hope, wanting adventure in the Great Wide somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> God, now I want to write more than this, this AU. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my God. I'm okay, I'm looking at Beating the Beast. Here, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be back in like All right. two minutes. Okay. Where are you going, Luke? To Tashi Station. I saw the most wonderful power converter. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so... So anyway, um, they 3PO reports that there is an attack taking place at the main entrance to the mountain, and Lando's like, sweet, we can use this as a diversion, because uh, Lando is nothing but practical. Uh, <laughs> and opportunistic. And, stylish. and opportunistic, he's, yes. And stylish. The I wonder if he's wearing his cape during this. Of course he's wearing his cape. <laughs> I mean, Lando I we're talking about. I picture him in his cape at all times. <laughs> it's a shorter so. cape, a more practical version of the cape. Yeah. Or it's he's like got it cake. tied up in the back right now so it doesn't snag on the vines. <laughs> yeah. And he will unfurl it yes. when the time is right. I imagine that he's also trying to take it off and like offer it to Mara to fight off the chill of the Wayland air. <laughs> and her being like, no, 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 he's using it himself for that purpose. <laughs> well, I was going to say, on the one hand, that is the kind of like faux smooth move that Lando would do. On the yeah. other hand, it would require him taking off his cape, which he can't do. No. 
so the wild card arrives on Wayland. Flight control diverts them to a secondary uh, entr- to a secondary entrance. Uh, the ship then experiences an unexpected repulsor lift malfunction to allow them to land close to the mountain. Leia, Card, and the Vornskers go to hunt the strike team. And this is referencing earlier when the Vornskers were attacking Luke and Mara in the Merker forest. And now they're going to use that to their advantage to find the Force users. And that is where we end this uh, penultimate chapter discussion episode. Um, We are ramping up to the climactic battles, uh, both of them, because there has to be two of them in a Star Wars book or movie or whatever. Just like Endor. X-Wings and Pew Pew and one with Force users and Snap Hiss. Yep. Just like Endor. You have to get all the automatopoeia in the last couple of chapters. (laughs) So uh, let's go around the horn, uh, give our final thoughts. Brian. I know we give you a lot of crap, but there were some great, great, great Luke and Mara stuff in these chapters, and I really enjoyed them. You give me a lot of crap. You don't give me any crap. (laughs) (laughs) I mean the collective we. Oh. Listen, I have my brand and I stick to it. (laughs) <laughs> and and you got Wedge and Hobby and Jason. I, I did. It was great. I loved it. I loved every little bit of it. Tycho was somewhere around. He's not, somewhere not being Alderani. He doesn't yes. go to cantinas like that. No, he does not. He's too too pure. He was at the posh cantina up the street. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Matthew. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is really it was it was hard to stop reading at the end of these chapters because uh, I did not. I, well, yeah, <laughs> Spoilers. I, mean, I, I, I forced myself to only read the, the chapters uh, before the uh, before the podcast, because otherwise I would have finished the book like, you know, a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we're ramping up here. We're, we're getting we're getting close to the to the climax. It's a little less table setting uh, than it was last time when we're, we're actually starting to get get down to it. I agree. Great Mara stuff. Um, I really like her, uh, like even even more so than, you know, sort of the revelation about uh, about Luke and, and Vader and the Emperor. I really like her sort of like looking to Luke to like, you know, for reassurances before they go in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I love that the, uh, as, as Amanda would put it, that the dungeon master has brought the, uh, the, the teams all back together and, uh, you know, shit's about to get real. It's good stuff. It is. Amanda. I like that. The way things are getting set up here, particularly the possibility of, force users dueling without the force. Mm-hmm. It really sort of calls into question how good Luke is and how good Mara is. And maybe their skill sets are going to be interestingly inverse when they don't have the force and how maybe Mara is going to have to save his neck. Um, spoiler alert. That's not exactly what happened, um, <laughs> but I like that that is being set up. I like that all of the muggles are going to have just as much chance to be the hero here as the force users, which is super clever in that anyone can be the hero at this point. Um, And I love that we're also going to have a big space battle because pew pew. Um, (laughs) I like that we got to see the boys in the cantina and Wedge is still not good at subterfuge. Um, In fact, he's bad at it, but he, he, he scored a point this time in sort of kind of lying ish um yeah i just i i like everybody here i like that han's like this is like endor and god really the force again um <laughs> yeah this this is all good stuff and i'm i'm super looking forward to the rest because i i know where it's going and it's it's not something i saw coming the first time so yep. i'm excited and i should have yeah and i should uh, have really and tyler so I can't find any like good Beauty and the Beast fanfic tags. Uh, they're all just like they're either gross or just boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Yeah, that's uh, unfortunately. Sorry about that. That's for okay. Fans of Tyler's fan fiction fan corner. Um, um, I should stop going last because you <laughs> people say everything that I want to say. It's okay. And so I just continue with my brand, which is this is good and I like it. Um, <laughs> well, it's good. We're gonna even get you a shirt that says that. Honestly, like. I would, I would love that. Love, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> love how defeated and tired you no, sound. <laughs> don't worry, Tyler. When we have our our recap episode, we're making you go first, and I'm going to come up you. with a list of Thank questions you. to ask you about your your reactions and thoughts about the Thrawn trilogy. I have a terrible memory, in case you haven't realized. <laughs> um, so this that. That should be fun. <laughs> yes. They'll tell be leading, us, they'll be very leading questions. Tell us what Grand Admiral Thrawn said on page 77. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a quiz. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so um I'm really excited to discuss the end of the book. Um I, the I like I said, I read I read ahead, and the last chapters are all really short. Um, I mean, not super short, but they're all like, you know, shorter, fast paced. Um, it really, it really, uh, you know, picks up and doesn't stop until the very, very end. And um, the end chapter, I really uh, don't even need to make notes on because I basically have it memorized. <laughs> about to say, you probably can recite a good portion yeah. of it. Yeah. Might have wrote a fic. I, I'm just Mar- going to put out I one might spoiler ha- right now. Hot chocolate, guys. I might have written Make a sure fic. Make sure you have hot chocolate for the next podcast. I might have written so a fic exotic. that began with that scene where I had to rewrite oh, that shoot, scene. you did. Yep, I did. Yeah, you did. Okay. That's why I memorized it. <laughs> 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 so thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Throngcast. We are a Tashi Station podcast, and this episode has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and by you, our Patreon subscribers. You can find us all on Twitter with the handles Tashi underscore station, Nancy Pants, Lane Winree, Mr. Bowers, Manda the Ginger, and Cyberpunk Warlock. And if you're not following Tashi Station, you are missing uh, our updates on the new and improved question mark th- Throncasts coming <laughs> up in a few weeks. <laughs> new, new and different. <laughs> yes, all new, different, all different. <laughs> different. That's a good word. This it's going to be like Pepsi all new, Clear. All new, all different. So it's in about six issues. <laughs> it's Throncast 2.0. Yes. Uh, you can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Tune in next week when the Thrawn trilogy comes to an ending that is so artistically done. Bye. So long. Bye.